attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another week of Gen D, a little Generation Disney podcast where me, Adam, you, Dana, talk about all things Disney, Disneyland, Disney World, Disney on boats, Disney on an island. I don't know. It's Disney everywhere. That's basically what it is at this point. <laughs> you sound so Neanderthal. Me, Tarzan. You, Jane. Me, Adam. You, Dana. You, Dana. I like it. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I, I'm a little tired. It is Wednesday night and I'm tired and it's only, it's, I'm on the West coast. So I don't know how you're handling this. I was going to say it's 10 30 PM on the East coast and I've been traveling all week. So I'm not, look, let's, I think we should just disclaimer this podcast with, I'm not sure what might come out of my mouth. I'm I'm sorry to unpaid intern Ryan for the editing work he might have to do or bleeping that might have to happen. I'm not even sure at oh, this point. Oh no. But here we are. I didn't even know it was Wednesday in my head. It's Thursday night, but it's not. It's it's still Wednesday, but None of that matters because we're going to talk about Disney for an hour and that just makes me happy. So I have to tell you, though, at work, at this work meeting, I was at all day. We were talking about having like a retreat somewhere, like an all like offsite thing. And I was like, I know this great place. We should go in Orlando. There's a bus that goes from the airport (laughs) to the property. Stay there. We could meet. We could do team building by riding Splash Mountain. I mean. Have you heard of the Polynesian (laughs) Village and Resorts? Yeah, there's a spa. I think you should do it. I'm trying. I don't think I'm going to win that battle. I have a feeling you will not. If you worked for Good Morning America again, maybe. That's maybe the one slim chance you would have. uh, Maybe. But I was like, if we need a work retreat, because we were like. Do we go to a resort in North Carolina? Do we go to uh, Boston? Do we? I was like, no. No, because then they were like, well, how do we get there? How do we get from the airport to there? I was like, <clears throat> Disney World, there's a bus. You're there. You're at a resort. Mickey Mouse is there. I love it. What more do you need? You've seen that TikTok or like the, the it's like gone around on Instagram too of like the person who's taken the like, the audio that's like bus club another club another club and it's like it's just all the clubs are the different theme parks at disney this could be you you should just pitch them that tiktok account be like this can be us no sleep bus club and then i can do well and you know who molly all ears molly she's been doing that style of thing when she does like room tours at resorts now she's like bed storage closet Robe, slippers, mirror, another mirror, sink, second sink. Like, and that's how she goes around the room now. That's the best. It's very, very entertaining. So we'll see. Will everybody send good vibes that my my day-to-day job is like, yes, fine, you win, planet, let's go. Let's do a work retreat at Disney. It's the little victories <laughs> in life that we all need. Well, so Adam, I think we're gonna do just a the regular old episode. This 53rd episode. I know you guys are you're stuck with me and Dana. No special friends today. Nope. But don't turn it off because we have a lot to talk about. We're special. I think we have special friends. Like I have special friends in my head that sometimes come talk to me. Again, that's where we're at this week. Uh oh. Okay. Now I'm now I'm a little worried about you, Adam. I'm a little um, concerned. That's fine. I got my busy hard seltzer, so we're good to go. I'm good. So should we start? We're gonna just dive into some mouse musings and also like the rumor mill that is flying. Oh yeah. It's been a heavy rumor uh week. Yeah. I'm so some I'm excited about, some I'm very not excited about. 
I mean, we're up there with like one of these folks who's a little teaser is up there with the announcement that they got rid of the great movie ride. Like the nostalgia crushing factor for what we're going to talk about in a little bit is up there with that. That's all I got to say. Wow. That's that's the tease. We don't have an interview today, but we got that. So stick around. <laughs> um, but first, so we talked about the cruise ship, the Disney Wish, at length because I think I was a little excited. Dana was pretty excited about it. We were super jazzed about it. I was really super jazzed about it. I'm really jazzed about it. I can't wait for our trip to come up. I think you were so excited. You wouldn't even let me say any words, Adam. You were just like, and this, and this, and this. And uh, my husband was editing this episode last time and he was like, wow, Adam is so jazzed about the cruise. I was like, well, I am too. Just Adam is way more excited for this. Yeah, I- I'm very excited though. Yeah, I'm probably a little too excited, but don't get too excited yet because the first thing I'm going to talk about <laughs> is the actual real inaugural cruise is coming. Apparently, maybe it's a good thing we're not going till April of next year. Really? Some stuff is not ready. They had, so there's this one special lunch that you can book. And I learned about this. We watch, if you are a all ears watcher on YouTube, um, They've just put up their full ship tour, their their cruise, their whole thing with their producer, whose name is Fry Bucket. She was on the trip and her name is Fry Bucket. They also have a guy named Breedlove. They must go by like fake names, right? I hope so. Anyway, so on that, they were talking about this lunch experience, this upcharge lunch experience you can do. So when you're on the ship, you can really grab lunch anywhere you can go to the quick service places you can go to the pool deck you can go to the sit-down restaurants just walk in and get a table and they all have like a lunch menu where you can pay for like palo or enchante or something like that well you can even pay even more because they have this olaf's like picnic summer picnic that you can yeah. pay for as an upcharge it is something like 250 dollars a kid to attend this thing and 99 dollars an adult, something like that. I, the prices may not be what? exact. Yeah, it's insane. It's like okay. So a fam, like your family, would cost nearly five hundred dollars to go to this lunch, and it's like interaction with the characters, with Olaf and Anna and Elsa and Kristoff and all of them, and they sing to you, and it's very intimate, I believe, for what you're getting. Well, surprise, surprise, uh, they had to cancel all of them for the first cruise. So all those folks who booked it got refunds. They were told. That they had to cancel it. They didn't say why they were canceling it. My guess is the show's just not ready yet. They're pulling an Adele. Show's not ready. Show's not ready. I can't do it. Show's not ready. I'm so sorry. So got it. It's got never it. coming. You guys, if you're holding out hope to see Adele in Vegas, it ain't happening. <laughs> and I'm not sure you're going to get to meet Olaf on the Disney Wish either, for that matter. <laughs> Adele and Olaf are both being held same standard. I'm so right sorry. I'm so, so I'm sorry. I'm got it. Olaf is gutted. <laughs> Okay, he's he's I'm doing it. it. Actually, this is why Disney needs to hire us. I'm melted. They, <laughs> this is exactly what they should have done. Is they should have gotten that Olaf animatronic and gotten yes. Josh Gad to voice it, being like, "I'm melted. I can't. I can't. Um, the show. I just the I show's can't. not ready. The show's not ready." <laughs> like to have Olaf doing that. If Disney had any cojones, they would put that on their Instagram to be like, sorry, folks, the Olaf springtime picnic is not ready. Oh, they really need to hire us. They really do. I hope they're listening. (laughs) At least I hope they're getting a laugh out of our horrible British accents, our Adele accents. (laughs) 
So anyway, that's not happening. Oh, well. Uh, Olaf, oh, well. Um, <laughs> you know what? Adam, you and I didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I left you last episode with a Disney Wish homework assignment, oh, no. which was to find out what was in that $5,000 drink that they're serving at the Hyperspace Lounge at, you know, on the Wish. Um, and then we, you and I didn't talk about it, but I just pulled it up and they have finally announced the ingredients inside this Disney Wish okay. um, droid Go. bucket. Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay. So again, $5,000 for this. The drink is four drinks plus a cup, the bucket cup. And it is. So you get to keep the droid. You keep the droid. It does light up and I think make sound effects, which woohoo. Um, the cocktail is a Camus Cognac 4.16. I don't know what that exactly means. Um, it's not exclusive cheap. to the Disney Wish. Yeah, that that cognac happens. with a yuzu and kumquat and then a Grand Marnier quintessence. I don't even know what that is. I know what Grand Marnier is, but. I don't know. And then it Dana, we don't we don't have enough money in our bank accounts to know what these fancy versions of the cognac or the Grand Marnier. Marnier I can't even say it are. Grand yeah, Grand Marnier. <laughs> um and then it's also three shots of Pappy Van Winkle's Family Reserve 23-year-old bourbon, Taylor Kingsman's edition of very old tawny port and a Watensi gin. So you get three shots on the side of this bourbon, a port, and a gin, which all of this sounds like just a garbage pail of fancy libations in your tummy. Like, it just sounds awful. It sounds like a really expensive version of, like, a fishbowl drink You would we would have gotten when we were, like, 21. I think that this is the most fancy Long Island ST. <laughs> Like, truly. I mean, I just listed out all of these ridiculous sounds. Does it come with the Coke floater on the top? I mean, it probably should. You're going to love it. But did it mention what else the drink comes with? It meant, well, I'm just looking it up get. right now because I'm doing your homework assignment. Well, I do know one thing it comes with. It comes with an experience. So apparently you get you get this thing, it lights up. It comes with a visit to Skywalker Ranch. Stop. Really? Yeah, which is almost impossible to get to. But what I read somewhere, and maybe somebody correct me if I'm wrong, it's only for one person. Stop. <laughs> so when you buy this $5,000 drink, and what I had heard was it's only one person gets to go to Skywalker Ranch. It's really almost a $10,000 drink if you count also your trip on the Disney Wish and your airfare to get to, you know, Orlando, Port Canaveral. Like, this is a $10,000 experience that you're trying to get. Or you can go do the private jet because that's one of the stops they're going to make is at the Skywalker Ranch. See, there you go. The Camatono buckets, it comes served in a Camatono, which is a special Star Wars thing that I don't understand and I like Star Wars. It literally looks like a trash can. I'm showing you a picture right now. It's trash can. Literally, Dana, this is like a trash can drink. It's a trash can. This is it's like the what you would make in college. Drink. Yeah. It's what you would find in the hallway of a dorm. 100%. In college that you would just scoop your solo cup into and drink and back in the days where we could do that and not feel like death for a month afterwards. You also forgot to mention that they get a bottle of sparkling wine at the Skywalker Ranch. That's what I'm also reading from this oh, article. Well, there you go. <laughs> to have by yourself while you're at the Skywalker Ranch. You know what, Adam? Let's um, do it. Let's buy it when we're on the wish. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
again, if anybody wants to donate the $5,000 drink, we're happy to uh, try it out for you and let you know how it goes. And Dana and I will draw straws on who gets to go to Skywalker Ranch. Neither of us will remember much of that conversation because we're apparently drinking the weirdest Long Island iced tea ever. So (laughs) it's going to be a fuzzy evening. Our husbands will be so proud. We'll be so proud. (laughs) Um, So one more Disney Wish thing. The other thing that's not quite ready, again, I feel bad for those people who rush to book the maiden cruise, like the first cruise, the first few, because the experiences aren't ready. And the new reimagining, which I'm actually really excited for, the reimagining of Aladdin, (gasps) the stage performance of Aladdin, they've canceled those shows for the first sailing as well. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I've seen Aladdin on Broadway a couple times. It's a great show. And I'm super excited to see it on the ship. And apparently it's not happening yet. We had the Aladdin show at the Hyperion at California Adventure for like the better part of a decade. And that show was great. They replaced it with Frozen. Now there's nothing going on right now there. But the Aladdin one was so awesome. So I just can only imagine that's going to be some variation of the Hyperion Theater and the Broadway one, uh, which will be fantastic. Yeah. I'll be there for the genie. Okay. So that's all the Disney wishness we have. So more to come there. There's a few other things. Should we start with the bad and then end on what we're super excited about? Yeah. Let's, let's give the people the the negative before the positive. So, all right. I teased a little earlier. Some bad news out of Florida, folks. It's tragic. It's bad. It's heartbreaking. This is on the rumor mill. Or no, has this been confirmed? It's been confirmed. They have oh, they no. have um right. like cats out there ready to demolish. Oh no. So if you've visited the beautiful Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, there is the iconic, you cannot miss it, Tower of Terror sign. It is so good. Like the the elevator shakes on it and moves. And like it's this cheesy old theme park attraction sign that really like when you think about it, it doesn't fit with Disney in their like whole aesthetic or thing. No, It sticks out like a sore thumb. And I absolutely love it. It's this Tower of Terror sign. It's like a Ripley's Believe It or Not billboard. It kind of is 3D and it pops out. And for the longest time, it used to shake because it was showing the falling Tower of Terror guests inside the elevator. So it was like shaking. And the guests are very cartoony, like almost claymation looking. Well, Dana, do you want to say it? It is a thing of the past or soon to be a thing of the past. And it makes me so sad because it's so cheesy and it it's iconic to my youth. I remember working there and seeing that sign and I would have these shifts that would start at like the crack of dawn. Like I would have to take a, a little van to Magic Kingdom just so I could get to work on time at like four or five in the morning for some of these shifts. And I'll never forget passing by in the darkness and seeing that awesome sign just shaking in the foreground. And was like, oh, yeah, that's fun. Like, even though I'm working here, it still got me all excited. And, you know, it's so great and cheesy. It's such a fun, cheesy, nostalgic thing. And it's like it's kind of just representative of the changes they're making at the parks they are pulling back on some of the nostalgia, the old school stuff. I mean, what's the point? What, what is the point of taking down that sign? What are you putting there? Like, 
nothing, I'm sure. Somebody decided in a marketing office somewhere was like, yeah, that's really old. Yep. You know, maybe the uh, upkeep on it's pretty expensive. Let's uh, rip that thing down. Like, come on. What I do know is the sign hasn't been able to like effectively work for, I think, at least a year, maybe two years. So the like shaking of the cart isn't actually going, which I don't even care. I've been passing by that thing for the last few years and I still like it. Who cares? They have a giant Yeti in Expedition Everest that hasn't worked in like 10 years. Yeah. And they just stuck a strobe light on it and called it a day. Hashtag fix I the mean, Yeti. No. I mean, yeah, it's serious. Seriously, <laughs> like. I don't know. I just like, I don't know why this bugs me. You sent it to me and you were like, no. And I'm like, no, that you're right. That one hurts deep. Maybe we're completely overreacting and people are listening are like, what is wrong with these two? All of our West Coast friends are going to think that we're lunatics and have no idea what we're talking about. But if you've been to <laughs> Disney World in the last 20 years, you absolutely remember this big, long pole of a billboard with the Tower of Terror sign. Well, it's like the other thing they've done. They're slowly changing all the road signs or like that iconic purple Disney World road sign. Yeah. Those are allegedly changing too. Yeah. And not going to be purple anymore. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Let's just blame Bob. Okay. It's Bob's fault. Do you see he got booed at um, and heckled Disneyland at Paris. Disneyland Paris? I did. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Sorry, Bob. But, oh my gosh, that's what we have to talk about. Not this week, but next week is the new Avengers campus at Disneyland Paris. We watched a ride through of the new Iron Man ride. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Dana. We'll save that. We'll save that. But anyway, Bob Chapek got booed for just being Bob. Uh, Poor Bob. Whatever happened to Ken? We never hear from Ken anymore. Ken Potrock. They got some yeah. fun last names. I will I will give them that. Potrock. Chapek. We haven't had any Ken's nuggets in a long time. We need some, we need some news from Ken. Um, okay. So Park Pass Reservations. Now, is this a rumor or is this full-on news? This is a rumor. Okay. This is a rumor. So we're 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 in the rumor mill, folks. But Dana and I have thoughts on the Park Pass reservation system. I, for one, do not understand why we are still having to make Park Pass reservations. It was a thing they brought in to quote unquote limit theme park capacity during the pandemic. Yep. For all intents and purposes, especially in the state of Florida, the pandemic's been over for a year and a half. The rest of the country, not so much. But in Florida, it's been over for a year and a half. They've just, they, like, arms in the air. Yep. The Disney parks have done away with every COVID precaution that they had ever implemented. Like, they're gone. So this park pass Even the hand sanitizer thing, is few and far between. You can't find any of those hand yeah. sanitizer stations. Yeah. <laughs> remember, I remember at Universal when we went there in October 2020, and they had these poor cast members who had to stand there at the ride <gasps> yes. loading and spray and everything put down. Hand yeah. sanitizer in every no, every park goer's hands had to get squirted hand sanitizer into their hand before they got on the ride. Yep. And then again, you had to sanitize when you got off the ride. They were doing it both ways here at Universal California. They were spraying down the ride and spraying your hands with sanitizer. It was uh, quite a treat. <laughs> COVID, COVID. Anyway, um, so park pass reservations are still here. Now they're saying it gives them like. Bob Chapek said they're staying. They're not going anywhere. Ugh. He's like, it gives us an idea of how many people are in the parks, what's going on, how we can cap it. 
It just doesn't, no, it it doesn't just, make sense. It just gives them a chance to regulate who is where in the parks, and it tells them how many people they need to hire to work sections of those theme parks, which right. means that they don't want to hire that many people, which once again goes back to my point that I've made for many episodes ago that like Disney is just not paying attention to their customer service any longer because no longer are mm-hmm. they trying to be proactive in making sure you have a great trip, but now they have to be reactionary because they don't have enough manpower or woman power or people power to really facilitate like they used to. Well, and we've said this before too. They're also not training their staff, their cast members like they used to. I know. Like that, that Disney difference just isn't as prevalent as it used to be. You still find it every once in a while, but it's still not what it was pre pandemic. So, but yet people are paying exponentially more money to go to the parks now and experience things at the parks. And you would think with that money, you should be getting a good experience that said. So park pass reservations, there is a rumor going around. So park hopping came back, right? And that was great, especially at Disneyland because like, it's just, I always view Disneyland and DCA, frankly, as one giant theme park because of how close they are, right? Yeah. Because you could literally be eating lunch at Lamplight Lounge and have a reservation to do Indiana Jones an hour later and make it. Like, it's all right there. So in Florida, the flexibility of getting a park hopper pass is that you can. Like, if you're at one park and it's absolutely packed and you're like, oh, let's go somewhere else, you can. And you can be random about it. You can be like, ooh, actually, look, the wait times at Epcot don't look too bad today. Let's just go there instead. Well, now there is a rumor flying around that Disney is going to want you to make a second reservation for the park that you want to hop to from your initial park. So they're charging an insane upcharge to buy the park hopper ticket And now they're saying the rumor is, and we know how a lot of these rumors are, they become reality when it hits to this point, that they want you to then have predetermined which park you're going to go park hop to. When for me, in Florida especially, it's such a like random decision some days. We're just like, ah, this is how the wind's taking us today. We're going to go to the Hollywood studios this afternoon. Yeah. And this is just for Florida, right? Because they can't really regulate that for California since, to your point, the parks are literally across the way from each other. But I I am so irritated about this. I'm so irritated about so many things when it comes to going on a Disney vacation, specifically in Florida these days, where you have to make Genie Plus reservations at you know, promptly at 7 a.m. that you have to constantly be on your phone and refreshing things just to get the ability to skip lines. That you have to get up 60 days in advance at 3 a.m. if you're on the West Coast just to make a reservation at a, let's call it for what it is, sometimes mediocre dining place. To add all of this, to make it that you have to plan yet another element of your day if you have purchased the... um, park hopper just to say like oh today i think i will want to go to epcot it's just adding such unnecessary planning for people who don't want to plan i love to plan you love to plan adam like we're total planners i do but it's too much but it's too much it's too much for even us as planners like you got to have a little spontaneity when it comes to your vacation and i will say like i know when we were in florida last time i probably annoyed i know not probably i I, total, I mean, I totally annoyed Kurt because I was on my phone 
trying to ensure we were getting to do the things we wanted to do. And yeah. you have to be on your phone fiddle faddling away um, to make it happen. And, and frankly, it's the only way to get your money's worth for the amount you're paying for Genie Plus and those other things, right? Yes. And this is coming from two people who are on the podcast who love this subject matter, who have yeah. figured out the inner workings, and we talk about it all the time. What happens when you're the 60-year-old mom or the grandma, the moms, the dads who are in the boomer generation going who don't want to be on their phones and have no clue what they're doing. They're going to rest on their millennial children to do it. But at the same time, like it's just unfair to expect that your all of your visitors are going to adhere to this ridiculous kind of system. Well, and it's, it's not even that. It's like my sister, who's six years younger than me, when they were at Disneyland, they bought Genie Plus and Abby just, she texted me that she gave up with it. She was like, I'm just, we're just going to go get in some lines. Mm -hmm. And that was where they were at with it because they were so frustrated by it. And I don't blame her. And your sister even had all of my tips. Like I gave her a whole page worth of tips and it's still super confusing. Like it's a bad system. So what I would love, 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 love to see is them to do away with the hour restriction for park hopping. Like, come on, that was that was to limit capacity once again at the parks. We're done limiting capacity. You're not fooling anybody. You're not limiting capacity anymore. You are ramming those places full when you can. Why are we still having to wait till two o'clock in the afternoon? People are paying a premium for the park hopper ticket. Why are we having to wait till two in the afternoon to switch parks? Yeah. It's really dumb. One o'clock for us Disneylanders. But I'll tell you, this Sunday we're going to Disneyland again. And half of our party decided to pick up tickets late. And by that point, Disneyland was not available for half of our party. So two of our our group are going to have to go to California Adventure first. And we won't see them until after 1 p.m. because we can't be in the same park, which is so silly. It's so dumb. It's silly. It just stop. Like, mm-hmm. stop with it. And then do not make people in Florida have to get a reservation for the second one. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just sad. Like, it really, it bums me out because it's like, you just want to go. And maybe this is why I'm so excited about the cruise, to be honest, because I feel like it's, it's just all there. Like, you really, if you want to, you don't have to do any planning. Like, if yeah. you don't want to do excursions, you don't want to get a reservation at a fancy restaurant, you just want to go, have your meals you have set, enjoy the beach, enjoy the ship, go see shows, you can't. And you don't have to think about I it. I know. I am right there with you, Adam. That's what a vacation should be like. I'm right there with you. I'm so excited about this cruise because of the spontaneity of it. Because yeah. we will get to have minus the rides. Like everything we like about Disney is there. The food, the ambiance, the characters, the incredible shows. Like we're just going to get to ex- the fireworks. You are there. You can't go anywhere. We're all here sequestered on a boat. So you get to just enjoy. Um, You get yeah. to lay by the pool it's gonna be such a dream and frankly as i keep looking at pricing out disney world trips i have to say like the price of even the disney wish is not that expensive compared to 
four or five days at Disney World, um, especially if you're looking at staying at a moderate resort, you're paying more for four nights and a park hopper. Let's say it's four nights and a, a park hopper ticket. You're paying more than a four night cruise on the brand new Disney Wish. And you're not even counting food and drink at the parks. No, I'm not counting that. I'm counting just the hotel and the tickets. So literally we can get on that ship, not pay a penny for food for four days that we're going to be on that cruise and eat ourselves to oblivion and back if we want to. Yeah. Like it's, I, it just, I don't know. Maybe we're going to become cruisers after the Oh my goodness. <laughs> Here's why I think we won't become cruisers. I got to figure out some sort of motion sick situation, because, like get some drama mean before this. Because the last cruise I took was in 2011. I got sick. Like I always felt super seasick. So they have those like, um, they have those bracelets. Yeah. Those wristbands that hit the pressure points. And then I always forget her name. It's the redhead from all years. She's Quincy. The one they did. have the coolest and weirdest Quincy. names. Quincy. Yeah. So Quincy had the scopolamine Accu- patch. No, she had pins put in oh. behind her ears and then had them covered with band-aids and something. It's some like acupuncture thing that they can do. And she kept commenting on the ship. She said she was really nervous that she was going to have seasickness. And she said she's been totally fine. Great. That's awesome. So. Well, last time I did a scopalamine patch, and that's what my dad, who's in the medical field, had suggested. And that worked quite well for me. So I'll probably stick with Okay. That. We're going to have to talk about this. But maybe we are. Maybe for the relaxation and just getting our. This is actually. It's why we love Delani. Yeah. Because you're just there at this resort hanging out. And you're getting the Disneyness to it. and But you don't really have to think all day. Yeah. And it was glorious yeah. you don't have to be on your phone and like you know anyway um should we talk about the good stuff real quick please i feel like we went down a dark path sorry folks we did we did but here's the bottom line and this is why disney gets away with it because then they announced something like this or rumor something like this this better be accurate this better be oh right. my gosh there is a big big rumor folks i hope you're sitting if you're driving park go in the park <laughs> Can you handle this? Is that big? The people mover might be returning to Disneyland after long last. Dana's, you can't see her right now, but she's currently like jumping up and down. I am. I'm so Um, excited. (laughs) You guys, I was just talking about the people mover track at Disneyland last week when I was there with my friends, Carly and uh, Sierra Leone, who you guys know from this. We were having lunch at the Alien Pizza Port, and we could see, like, just the super sad track of the People Mover uh, over by it's Space Mountain. It's always so sad because it's still there. I mean, it's got vines growing over it, and it's just so gross looking. And if you ride the monorail or go on Autopia, you see even more of the sad track. It's a combo of the old People Mover track and then also the Rocket Rods track, which Rocket Rods, by the way, very quick history. I think I've said this before on here was they took the people mover track and tried to make a roller coaster on it in 1998. (laughs) And it lasted like six months and the people mover track couldn't accommodate the speed of this like mini roller coaster. So it just ruined it. So now it just sits there like a weird defunct yesterday land situation. And it makes, it makes the whole Tomorrowland look super sad. So we were sitting there just the other day going, when are they going to do something with this? Either get rid of it or bring it back. People move are so fun. They still have it in Florida. 
well, I guess the Disney gods heard me say this because like a day later, (laughs) they announced that there's a very serious rumor that they're going to bring the people mover back. Yeah. But the rumor comes with some caveats. I know. Mm. So it's not going to be the same length that it was. There's track that goes over the Nemo ride, which is the most I'm, I'm so cannot wait till we're there in August because I just want to sit and have a coffee by that lagoon. It yeah. is to me the most, it's my favorite part of the park. It's so beautiful with that, the water and the way they do the coloring inside of it to make it like sparkle. Like I just, I absolutely, I don't like the ride at all. I do not like getting in the submarine. I think it's silly. I am just happy sitting there staring out at that lagoon. And trying to imagine what it was like when there were mermaids swimming and all that stuff. You know, it's all back, too. So what we will do, Adam, when we go in August is we are going to take the monorail in. This is what we do every single time. We'll take the monorail in so you can really get the full rotation Mm -hmm. around the lagoon and see. It does look really pretty. I I've never gone on the ride. I don't want to go on the ride because I don't love the claustrophobia feel. No, I just want to sit it and stare at the Lagoon. Well, it'll it's be beautiful. a possibility in your and future. It's, it's this beautiful little spot that Disneyland has that none of the other parks have. And I absolutely love it. So anyway, yeah. Back to People Mover. You're saying that the track's not going to go over the lagoon any longer. It's not going to get. So there is current track that goes over that. And there is current track that goes over the Tomorrowland Speedway. The rumor is... Excuse me. It's called Autopia, and you're going to correct that right now, sir. The Tomorrowland Speedway is in Florida, and it sucks. And we have Autopia, Uh, and it is precious. They both suck. No, Autopia is so sweet. they're both awful. I like it. They're awful. Mm -mm. You're inhaling gasoline. It smells good. For the entire ride. Like, how the EPA has not shut down this ride. It's good. Like, I... No, no. It's sweet. I want to know what Disney is doing to carbon offset that ride. So maybe in Florida, that one's is lame because it's just like an oval track. It's just supposed to look like a speedway, but they go yeah. super slow. But this no. one, you get to go over different terrains and you go up and down and over a bridge. And it's really fun. You will, you will never, no, never. I'm going to take you on. No, no. Ray will take I you on. I go on that. It. You eat a turkey leg. No, but um, it doesn't matter because my child will force you on it as she did the jellyfish ride. She's she's very <laughs> persuasive, and that's her favorite ride right now. Um, so, but the other thing is, apparently, they there is a lot of work they have to do because, like, the ride's probably not up to code anymore. The rumor is they put in new track, new ride vehicles. It won't be like exactly like the one in Florida, but they'll have a version of it. It's allegedly coming back. They did take out the bits that went into the attractions, like in Florida. Where it goes into Space Mountain, into Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blaster, or whatever that ride is. Mm-hmm. They allegedly took those parts of the tracks out in California. So who knows if it'll do that or if it might be. I'm, what I'm really afraid it might be is a lame little like loop-de-doo around Tomorrowland. But we'll see. You know my thing that I, I think Disney 1000% should do, though, in Florida, because the ride vehicles are set up for this. They should offer a dining experience on the people mover because it's set up like a booth. You've said this before. I think this is genius. I really do. I know. Like you could put a table in there and like every like two times around is a different course. Yes. Or you could make this even crazier and pull in the like sushi conveyor belt style and have the um, 
the people mover train is going by and then faster is the food and you can pull it off and eat it while you're while you're going. This sounds very <laughs> like crazy. This sounds very smart house of us, like something that would be from a TV made for TV movie. Yeah. I'll take it. I feel like this that should be a thing in Disney needs to do it because I would actually that I would I would pay for that experience. Like if it was like a Tomorrowland dinner and you literally had a moving four course dinner on this thing. Yeah. How cool would that yeah, be? Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Get your wine in a sippy cup so you don't spill it and then just keep going. Oh, I, I like that suddenly we're anyway. serving uh drinks. I guess you can in Florida, but uh they don't do that in California. Disneyland. Yeah, no, this is this is the mission for Florida. Anyway, um so look, I sorry to be such a bummer about the park reservations and all that. Yeah. Wah, wah. We need to do an episode where it's like a good news only. Well, okay, Disney, so put out some more good news. That's on I you, know. Disney. Well, actually, there is one. Oh, one last little bit of good news, yeah. and then we'll move on. Bob Chapek said that the Mary Poppins attraction is not dead in Florida. Okay. So we thought the idea. So this was they they you know they did the whole thing at D twenty three. They like brought out Dick Van Dyke and the chimney sweeps and did a whole production to announce that there was going to be this Mary Poppins attraction in the UK pavilion at Epcot, and that kind of went away. And this was like four years ago. That was pre pandemic, in the before times. Now. <laughs> Bob Chapek basically said it hasn't been canceled. They're lacking the funding right now, which is mind-blowing to me. But that those attractions have not been canceled yet. Okay. So there may still be hope. But I, what I really hope that doesn't mean is that Dame Judy Dench's days are numbered on Spaceship Earth. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I could do the ride without Dame Judy Dench telling me about the evolution of the world. I hope that they update that ride. I hope they keep her voice and keep it more or less identical to what it is. But it is kind of getting a little a little sad. Like it broke down on us like four times when I was out there in February. And um, the, the Omnimover vehicle that you're in in Spaceship Earth is just super clunky. And I have a question for you, Adam. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. In the, like, moment when you get to, like, the press, like, the extra, extra, read all about it, and it's a little kid. You asked me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you recall him being in the ride? I recall him facing us. Right. He is not now. And now he's not. He yeah, is in no. the far back corner of that little set, and he's facing the wall, and he already looks broken. Like, his head just kind of keeps bobbing in a weird <laughs> animatronic broken kind of way. And I'm like, no, I remember his face, and I remember him being close to the vehicles, and now he's like, you can hardly even see him. So it, the ride yeah. needs a little help, but, you know, that's just me. So It's still it's one of my favorites. Okay, well, I'm going to bring it back over here to the West Coast for another favorite ride. Um, right. I have a good vault, I think, ready for you, Adam. I'm ready. And this one actually was story time, story time for Adam and everybody. Um, we haven't done a, a vault in a while, so I thought it was time. Um, no. And this one actually was inspired by our conversation we had with – our three friends, but Jen Anderson, who was telling us about working all the Fantasyland rides at Disneyland back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, so I decided to unlock the vault on the Storybook Land canals. Oh, I know. good choice. Also known as Noah's 
favorite ride. I know. It's one of Ray's favorite too. And frankly, I just rode it last weekend with the girls and with Ray. And Ray got to sit on the very front of the boat because that's something that they'll offer little kids sometimes. She ended up moving halfway through, but like it was really special and sweet to see her up there. And I was like, I want to learn the history of this one. So did you say that before you dive into it, those yeah. boats terrify me. Me too, a little bit. Like they, and Ray was asking, <laughs> Ray is in this um inquisitive stage of life where she was like, Mom, how does this work? How does that work? All the time. And so we're on this and she's like, mom, how does this boat work? I'm like, well, it's got, I think, a motor in the back. I think it's, this is how it works. It was a little like, let's not question how the mechanics of this ride works right now, kid, and just enjoy it. (laughs) Okay. So all of my history comes from, once again, the D23 website and the book Walt Disneyland, A Walk in the Park with Walt Disney, the same book that Kim gave me back last Christmas, and it's my favorite thing ever. Uh, It's written by Marcy Carriker Smothers. So That's where all this info comes from. So the original idea of the Storybook Land Canals came from Walt's initial pitch of the idea of creating a theme park, which would later become Disneyland. This was in his opening pitch to the other CEOs of his company. He initially was going to make a theme park, like a mini theme park, across the street from his Burbank animation studio. And within that, he had been to Denmark a bunch where he'd seen like these little miniature villages. And he wanted to create an area called the Lilliputian land that was going to be all miniatures everywhere. And so, well, obviously... Because of space and budget, he ended up moving every all of his ideas down to Anaheim and no Burbank theme park was created. Uh, the boat canal ride was one of the things that ended up staying. So Walt was also obsessed with miniatures. This we know if anybody has seen any of those pictures of him on a miniature train in his backyard in Los Angeles. Like he was always obsessed with anything little. In Kansas City, because you know he he's from the area. Yes. There is the miniature museum and there is some stuff about Walt and Disney in there. And like the minute it's the toy miniature museum in Kansas city. And it's phenomenal. Like absolutely phenomenal. Well, this was like his hobby, even just making miniature figurines, like in his off time, that's what he did. And he had them all throughout his Burbank office. Um, And he also had ones that he had purchased from everywhere he would go. He would purchase like miniature figurines everywhere. So that was his thing. So it's no surprise that Walt wanted a ride at Disneyland that would feature these miniature figurines. Um, And so once it was decided that it would be a boat ride and that would feature different miniatures, he decided to create one like around different landmarks of the world. Walt set his Imagineers to making these tiny figurines in one of their kind of essentially prop shops. In fact, he took a lot of his movie prop masters and made them Imagineers to make these types of props. Fred Jorger was the lead Imagineer for this project, and he recalled that Walt would walk in and start just immediately gluing things together for the Storybook Canals (laughs) ride, any chance that he had when he stopped by the office. I gotta love how hands-on he was with this park, right? Like, he was gluing stuff together 
for this ride. He was so incredibly hands-on. So I want to read a little passage about the Storybook Land Canal's creation um, from this book uh, because it it exactly points to that part. So this is a quote from Harriet Burns, who was one of those prop masters and was also tasked to work on this ride. She said, one time I was doing these stained glass windows for a church I had cut out 360 pieces of lead for this one great big church window, and Walt came in and picked it up, but I had not soldered it all together yet. He just scattered it everywhere, but that's how he was. He was incredibly hands-on. I picked it up and I said, oh, that's no problem, Walt, no problem at all. Uh, We finally learned that if Walt was coming in to visit the Wed model shop, We would need to have everything glued down because he wanted to play with it all so badly. It was so marvelous to see his eyes twinkle and see how delighted he was with all of the toys. Well, his own toys. He did think our shop was his own toy shop. That's sweet. I love that. That's Um, sweet. I know. Like he was a big kid. So like everything at Disneyland, Walt wanted the best for his park. During the development, the budget of storybook canals was reduced before they opened the park. And someone suggested that they just use regular stained glass as an effect for the miniature buildings. (laughs) Uh, Walt came in and said this to the team, which I think is indicative to all of Disneyland. He said, quote, look. The thing that's going to make Disneyland unique and different is in the details. If we lose the detail, we lose it all. It's so true. It's a good quote. That's like a, that's a good quote to use for everything. It really is. If we, if we lose the detail, we lose it all. So Storybook Land Canals opened on the opening day of Disneyland, July 17th, 1955, but it was actually called the Canal Boats of the World. The attraction showcased those scenes from different landmarks around the world, and the ride did not go over very well. It was nicknamed the Mud Bank Ride because it had virtually no landscaping, (laughs) and there was all, like, if it rained a little bit, it was just mud flowing into the water. So... Budget cuts did not do well for this particular ride. The ride was super unpopular. It was like the thing that nobody wanted to go on, that it only lasted for two months before they shut it down in September of 1955. Oh. Uh, Walt found, I know, Walt found the funds to repurpose the canal and he brought back his initial idea of creating more of a Lilliputian land with his own stories. So he personally helped landscape the area, and he even purchased his own mini bonsai trees and added them in. And those are still the same bonsai trees that you see today. And he changed the name to Storybook Land, which we all know very well with the planted letters right in front of the ride. One fun fact is that Monster the Whale was added during this shutdown of the ride because they were originally going to do a Monstro-themed attraction that was going to be a log flume ride, kind of like Splash Mountain, where you would come out of Monstro's mouth and splash down. But they didn't feel like they had the technology right. So they took the mouth that they'd already made for Monstro and put it in storybook land. They could still, like, maybe it'll be a giant frog's mouth with the Tiana redo. (laughs) at the Splash Mountain, it'll be like a giant frog and you're like getting spit out by the frog at the top. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give a call to a Imagineer and see what they think. 
Storybook Land Canals as we know it opened on June 16th, 1956, and it was an immediate hit compared to its previous uh, attraction. Over the years, it has had many different new scenes added, including Agrabah and the Sultan's Palace for Aladdin, Arendelle from Frozen, and Prince Eric's Castle from The Little Mermaid. And it's still a super fun and popular ride today. The only thing that nobody likes about that ride is the line. Don't even get me started. But the the queue is awful. Like, what did they do? It's terrible. The queue is terrible. You don't move at all. Like, how have they not redone that? I don't know. I was saying that also the other day when I was on it is they've got that extra walkway over, like, facing toward it's a small world. So there is space. They could yeah. make this work, but it's still like super cramped. But if you can recall that line, when you first get in, there's a little lighthouse that's like dollhouse size. Yeah, yeah. That was where they used to offer tickets when there was still the um, ticketing option at Disneyland. And so they still have left it there. And um, mm, it, you know, it's still just the landmark. So a couple other fun facts about the ride. The canal contains 465,000 gallons of water, which is about half of what Splash Mountain takes. Uh, There are 12 boats in rotation, and all of them are named after female Disney characters. The miniature buildings are one-twelfth scale, so just that's that sizing for you. (laughs) Is that that how that works? Sizing. I don't know. And my last fun fact is that the doors and windows on the buildings of the miniature villages actually open – because they have to be able to open them to change out the light bulbs every couple of months. So there you have it. That's the Storybook Land Canals. So I had never done it until our trip there in, um, gosh, we went, we went in October. What? Of last year. That was the very first time I'd ever been on Storybook Canal. I can't believe that. I didn't know that. Well, it's a technically an opening yeah. ride attraction or opening park attraction. So you should have gone I think on partially because I've been like terrified the boats are going to sink. Right. They do. They are. How a little many tippy. people they pack onto those tiny boats? It's a lot. No, it's beautiful. I was, I was surprised by it. And like people, I think people have mixed reactions to it. They're like, it's a little boat ride where you look at some castles that are tiny. And I'm like, yeah, but also like the fun of it is the cast member. And how into it they I are. I know. Like, if you get a good one. Like, we had a good one. Like, he was playing his role, doing his part. Like, wanted the freaking Emmy Award for this Aww. one. Like, it was, and Noah was just staring at the cast member the entire time. Just like, tell me more. Prince Eric lives here? More. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> like, Aww, it was really that's cute. It's, it's a fun one. I love it. I also love that you will always see a couple of ducks in the water or living like on the land. And so it'll be like mm-hmm. you'll pass by um, like the park benches that are supposed to be London before Peter Pan. And then there's like a duck sleeping there and it just takes you out of the moment. But you're also like, this is so cute. But this duck looks like it is a giant. Yeah. The Disney ducks. I know. Disneyland's ducks. I love it. I love there's it. So I love it. I love it. Paul, Dana, it's that time. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. <laughs> That's the best I could do. M-I-C-K-E-Y. Yeah, it is late. Um, it's very early out there. It's not late. I'm tired and I haven't had dinner yet, so I'm very sleepy. <laughs> all right. Well, go have dinner. It was lovely as always to chat. Have a good week, everybody. And we're down, Dana, less than a month. No, what? Oh, my gosh. Today's July 13th. 
We're recording this on July 13th, and we will be at Disney in one month. Yay! I cannot wait. I cannot wait to give you a hug. I, I can't wait to go get some ridiculous cocktail at Trader Sam's with you. I yes. can't wait yes, to... I'm manifesting that we're going to get into that Lamplight Lounge fancy room, the secret oh room. Gosh. We're going to have a great weekend. It has to happen. It has to it happen. It'll be so much fun. It's going to happen, right? Cannot wait. One month to go. With that, Adam, I feel like you need to go to bed because you've got another early morning, I'm sure, with your crazy, crazy work schedule. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We can't wait to send you some more episodes down the line. we got some good interviews coming up and some more fun games. And with that... Have a great week, everyone. Bye.